0: Remember, freedom is a gift from God. Choose to accept it, guard it, nourish it, share it with your loved ones. Don't let anyone take it from you. Choose to be free. Learn how to choose freedom with your host, Dr. Baruch Plattner.
1: Uh, I want to share something with you here black lives don't matter to me Uh, they just don't neither do white lives yellow lives Jewish lives Christian lives Buddhist lives Muslim lives indigenous lives and so on I'll tell you which lives matter to me the lives that matter to me are well lived lives. I care about the lives of people who live up to their potential, live up to their obligations. I care about people who are good wives, good husbands, good sons and good daughters. I care about people who serve their community, their country, I care about people who build something with their hands I care about people who create things I care about people who care about other people like that and then there are people who to be honest I don't care about those are the parasites the criminals the graffiti painters the monument defacers the window <clears throat> destroyers the window breakers, the looters the people who flip people on the street with their middle finger the people who, who extort other people for things that their ancestors may or may not have done to their ancestors in the past in the remote past don't care about these people don't care about them Uh, I mean there are plenty of people out there my friends who let's be honest about it and I think this show if you follow it you will see that it's nothing but honest there are a lot of people out there that if somehow they weren't here, our world would, would only be a better place for it. And th- those are the people that I don't care about. Those are the people whose lives do not matter to me. And I somehow suspect that the people who support the Black Lives Matter movement and even more so the people who are active in that Black Lives Matter movement belong to the second category of people whose lives do not matter to me and I'm not ashamed to say it and, I, and there's plenty of Jews I see on Twitter rabbis and so on, my kind of people Ashkenazi Jews, people belong to my tribe who for, for reasons of virtue signaling and possibly even for reasons that are totally (coughs) uh, honest come out in support of this destructive anti-american movement called black lives matter and i'm not at all i don't have any problem saying that these people who supposedly belong to my own tribe at the same time belong to the category of people who whom i don't know i do not care about and whose lives do not matter to me you know this uh, subject of uh, racism is rapidly becoming and has indeed become the primary tool of oppression in the United States and across the world Uh, racism became um, a kind of a nuclear bomb an atomic weapon that is deployed by the forces of slavery the forces of evil against the forces of freedom in the, in the Gog and Magog fight at the end of days between the son of light and the sons of the sons of light and the sons of darkness the sons of darkness are wielding this weapon that is called racism against the Sons of Light and this show would not be what it's supposed to be this show would not be living up to its billing as a show that preaches the choice of freedom that gives tangible advice on how to choose to be free if it didn't take head-on this issue of racism and if it failed to provide you my listeners with effective counter weapons against this racism weapon and the best counter weapon against uh, the weapon of racism just like uh, about against any propaganda weapon and racism falls into the category of weaponized propaganda what the bolsheviks used to call a git prop and russian language in its bastardized post-bolshevik uh, um, form became very adept at kind of word mashups. So they create these horrible bureaucratic words that are mashups of other words. And these words in and of themselves become weapons that are directed against freedom and against human nature and against everything that's good in the world. And a git prop is. Uh, such a word. It's a mashup of two words. One is "agitazionnaya," meaning um, agitational or or something. The purpose of which is to agitate, and propaganda, which is self-explanatory. So this "agitprop," "agitprop" in Russian, is a weaponized version of propaganda. If you look at the kind of propaganda that wants to sell you Wheaties or wants, you know, like in the past, uh, wants to convince you to buy to buy American war bonds. That's, uh, you know, one thing, but when you have a kind of propaganda that gets you to kneel, to submit on the streets while wearing uniform like that idiot, asshole, chief of police in some city in Massachusetts who prostrated himself while in uniform with four stars on his shoulders, he lay down on the ground, face down, in front of some whatever protesters. Well, that's what Agitprop will do to weak minds. It will ruin you. It will take away your freedom. It will make you into the Lowest form of life, which is a slave of its own volition. You know, in the Torah, slaves, slavery was a fact of life, of course, in the ancient world, and the Torah recognizes this and uh, uh, recognizes the the that there are slaves. However, every jubilee year, slaves are supposed to be let go, simply let go. In other words, you can never own a human being; you can kind of rent one, kind of like an indentured servitude. Well, but there was there were these slaves that wouldn't, they didn't want to leave. They didn't want freedom because they were cozy and comfy being fed and taken care of like domestic animals. In other words, they became so accustomed to not having freedom that they didn't they didn't want it anymore. And um, what the Torah says to do with these slaves is to cut their nostrils. It's called Eved nirza, a slave whose nostril has been cut with a tool, uh, the kind of tool that you use, like a chisel. Uh, and why? Why would, you, why would the Torah recommend this, or command actually, this treatment? It's because this person is no longer fully a person this person has lost the one thing that makes him human or her. That person rejected the biggest gift that God has given him or her, the gift of free choice, the gift of freedom. That person has chosen to reject that gift and that could have been very good reasons for it perhaps this kind of slave you know on the day that he or she were released let go they didn't know where they would find their next meal they didn't know where they would find shelter for that same night that they were kicked out of the their master's house or compound and You can understand on a human level how scary that must be. And yet, what the Torah tells us is that freedom is supreme to every other consideration. And if you reject it, you lose your humanity. And you should be marked in such a way on your face that everybody who sees you knows. That you are not a person really, that you are not a fully how should I say, deserving human being. And that's the ultimate scarlet letter, isn't it? So freedom is supreme to everything. Agitprop, this weaponized propaganda, this of which racism is primary example is designed to enslave us and make us into these chiseled marked slaves slaves for life okay and it's pretty effective it's pretty effective it's uh, in fact amazingly effective at least to me because people are in a big hurry to accept that label to give up their freedom and um, become these kinds of what I said, the lowest form of lives, the lo- lowest form forms of life, I should say. So how do we inoculate ourselves against? God forbid. Following in the footsteps of those who have fallen so low. Well, the uh, weapon against the, the best weapon against any kind of propaganda is simply truth okay because propaganda is lies and the best way to counter it is truth and in truth <clears throat> we have a strong built-in evolutionary distrust of the other and we need to acknowledge it about our, this about ourselves we naturally prefer people who are somehow like us to those who are at least potentially not like us and the metrics along which this likeness is determined can vary they can uh, have something to do with appearance with uh, skin color the shape of one's eyes, and so on. But they don't have to. They can have something to do with many other factors, including, for example, uh, our propensity to be law-abiding, productive citizens, as opposed to other people's propensity to be criminals, uh, to, to join criminal mobs, and to destroy life and property. Well, let me tell you, I'm absolutely biased, I'm a racist against people who destroy property, who run around in mobs, looting stores. I'm racist against those people. 100%. I want nothing to do with them. I would not invite them to my home. I would not shake hands with them. To me, they're repulsive. I want, I want nothing to do with them. Nothing. And I don't care if they're black white Jewish Christian Muslim okay so we all have this built-in propensity to prefer those those who are like us it's the truth it's how we are hardwired and no amount of programming reprogramming is going to change that so the first thing think the first thing in in combating this agit prop this weaponized propaganda of racism is to understand that if the definition of racism is not treating everyone equally and preferring one group of people to another group then we are all racists we we are all racists in that sense okay so that's the first step is is to say yes i'm racist yes there are people who i strongly prefer to other people okay now you may ask yourself well but you, you may say well that's not what we're talking about here that what we're talking about here is kind of like in the old south where blacks were beyond the pale and so on and so on uh, yes there is there is something to that and this bears further discussion We have to differentiate in in this, that's the next step in discussing uh, racism, is the differentiation between our feelings about groups of people compared to our feelings about individual people. And those are two very different things. We may certainly hold strong positive or negative opinions, about certain collectives of people, about certain groups of people. It is different when we hold pre judged opinions about individuals. And in our next segment, we will expound further upon this topic.
0: Did you know the average person spends 26 years of their life sleeping? The real troubling statistic is that we spend seven years of our life trying to get to sleep, struggling with racing minds, tossing and turning. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Sleep is proven to extend our lifespan, Protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia. Make us more attractive and thinner. Feel calmer and happier. And boost energy levels, memory, and performance. Until now, most sleep supplements haven't worked. But a new, easy-to-swallow sleep gel invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell, is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's HealthyCell.com slash sleep.
1: You know, I do have to admit that it gives me quite a bit of pleasure when people like Ellen DeGeneres and J.K. Rowling get cancelled by the same kind of people that they worked so hard to create in other words by the progressive uh, virtue signaling mob and uh, you know I don't, I don't really feel one bit sad about it. It, it it's kind of funny you know these people who pushed every kind of garbage down our throat from homosexuality to uh, lawlessness to to the destruction of family to um, feminism, which is I guess identical to destruction of family, to the murder of uh, human beings in the womb, so-called abortion. They shoveled that manure into our into our throats and packed it in. Uh, also, uh, so you know, I really don't care when uh, their uh, creation rises up against them like that proverbial golem uh, but what I find uh, kind of amusing though in this, in this thing also is that uh, the modern uh, progressive mob believes that they invented the cancel culture or that the cancel culture is uh, uh, something new or anything new and I'm here to testify to you guys that it's not in fact i have been canceled uh, in uh, uh, the soviet union in the fall of 1973 and i remember it very well i was about 10 and a half years old uh, and it was uh, quite an interesting experience the background for that was that Uh, uh, about four months or some or or such earlier some some such earlier we applied uh to leave the soviet union and uh, emigrate to israel and that was uh, fraught with a lot of peril because um if we were refused then uh we would become kind of canceled and um my parents would lose their jobs with no prospect of finding other jobs and I'd be thrown out of schools and so on, out of my school and so on. Um, so there were these types of people, they were called refuseniks and they had, um, they, they, they all underwent uh, horrible ordeals. Well, in our case, we were not refused. We were granted uh, leave to leave the Soviet Union, and to emigrate to Israel or to America or to wherever we wished and whoever, whichever country would take us. So, you know, as as this process developed, there came a time upon which I had to leave school. It was the beginning of third grade, and uh, I had to leave school and uh, you know and, and go to Israel. We departed in early November of. 1973 and school was already in session so one day i didn't know anything about it one day i was um, sitting in class like always wearing my stupid red necktie because you had to you didn't have you had no choice in this you had to belong to the so-called red pioneer youth group so i had my you know red necktie and sitting there at my little desk and all of a sudden the teacher says baruch actually my russified name was boris or Boris. Uh, so because you, you you know soviet union was so anti-semitic that you could not really have uh, in public a jewish name like baruch anyway so she says "Boris, come forward in a very stern voice and you know i go i I come forward and she says face the class so i face the class and then she goes into this tirade about how i the 10 10 and a half year old me was a traitor to the glorious soviet union to communism and how i was uh as a traitor as such the soviet union would be blessed and lucky to have me soon depart its borders and you know begun and as part of that little bit of theater she also um canceled or withdrew my membership in this red pioneer uh youth group and i I, i'm still laughing thinking about about this today and she uh, made quite a show of removing herself she she came kind of in front of me untied my red necktie and uh, removed it from my neck and folded it folded it very very carefully very uh differentially And put it down in in a drawer in her desk, and uh, and then she told me basically to beat it. I wasn't allowed to resume my seat or anything like that. Luckily, the school was walking distance from our apartment in Kiev. This was today the capital of Ukraine, and so I just walked home. I had my key on my, I had a key on kind of like a lanyard across around my neck, so I just went home. Now, normally, so I was canceled, right? I was as far as my classmates were concerned, the school was concerned, the the entire country, this this, this immense empire, the Soviet Union, as far as they were concerned, I was a non-entity from that point on. Now, normally you would think I would be sad or or distraught or uh, in tears perhaps or some such, but I was happy. I was thrilled to have been canceled by these morons, idiots, communists who had that crap country and they were all pretending that that country was not crap and they knew it was. They all wanted jeans and rock and roll, but instead they got mud and coats filled with, uh, you know, cotton wool, the the kind of stuff you buy in a pharmacy. That's what they had. There was nothing. There was nothing to eat. There was nothing to wear. There was nothing. And they all knew. They all knew that they were in, in a total hellhole. So... You know, as far as I was concerned, I was happy, thrilled. And the reason I'm telling you this story is because I want to impart on you that this whole cancel culture is an old Bolshevik communist progressive trick. It's been practiced since the onset of the soviet union since the earliest days of communist china chinese actually excelled in it still do it, it has to do with all this social score that china is big about <clears throat> and it's another form of agitprop. prop it's another form of weaponized propaganda that we mentioned in the previous segment So, we are all in danger of being canceled, but there's nothing to fear here, my friends. It's very, very easy to be happy when you get canceled, when you know that the people doing the canceling are a-holes. When you know that you are on the side of light and they are on the side of darkness. When you're being cancelled by people who fall into two categories, the masters who are evil and the followers who are idiots who are like these chiseled slaves, the slaves whose nostrils were cut up to show that they were less than human. Well, it's a badge of honor, isn't it, to be cancelled by these kinds of people? Now, the reason that I didn't cry and was not in the least sad when I was given this treatment, which was, by the way, supposed to make me cry, it was supposed to make me humiliate myself in front of my classmates the reason that none of that happened was because my parents did an excellent job inoculating me against this soviet agitprop, uh, prop the soviet weaponized propaganda and my listeners um i strongly recommend that you go to work inoculating yourselves and your loved ones against the flood the absolute deluge of weaponized propaganda that you and i and all of us are exposed to on a daily basis you have to call out the lies the ridiculous lies that are being told uh, to you and to your children through every possible uh, medium you have to point them out and you have to laugh at them and you have to say no this is a mob this is a hysterical mob these people are worse than drunk they're worse than on drugs they have surrendered their immortal soul they have returned to send the most precious gift that anyone can ever receive the gift of freedom and the gift of free choice, they are worse than animals because animals do not receive that gift. Animals do not get the privilege and the burden of an immortal soul, of free choice. But we do. And these people who prostrate themselves like that Massachusetts cop, who kneel like the National Guard, like the FBI I mean, I can't even express to you how mad this makes me feel and how I pity these people. These people have surrendered their humanity. They sold it for nothing. They betrayed their country. They betrayed their own humanity for absolutely nothing. How dumb is that? And these are the people that are going to cancel you? Give me a break and that's the attitude that you should have now listen in the soviet union and, and and just like today in america or in america today just like in the soviet union unfortunately they can hurt you they can cause you to lose your job they can cause you you know you, cause you or your children to lose their place at university or not get admitted in the first place they can do all kinds of stuff like that because they are winning not the useful idiots, not the kneelers, but the masters, the George Soroses, the Bushes, the Romneys, the Emmanuel Macrons, the Clintons, of course, the Obamas. They are winning. They have the levers of power. Okay. So they can cause you a lot of uh, problems in the real life. You know, but what they cannot do, okay, is cancel you, if you don't let them. If you know exactly who they are, and all you have for them is pity, disdain, then, you know, they, they got nothing on you. So, you can pretend, you can go through the motions to keep your job, whatnot, that's what people in all totalitarian societies do. And there is other tangible things that you can do to be much less susceptible, much less open even to that line of attack. In other words, a line of attack on your livelihood. We will devote major parts of this program going forward to just how you can create a shield around you, protecting you from even these kind of uh, very tangible and very real attacks against your livelihood and so on. And there's many ways that, that, that this can be done and this can be accomplished. But the first step is to just understand that and not only understand, but really feel in your soul that if you have God and if you choose to accept his gift of freedom, then no no human being can ever cancel you. And in fact, their derision, the derision of these chiseled slaves of these not humans, I call them, uh, their derision towards you is nothing but a badge of honor. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You don't want these people to have anything good to say about you because they're bad people. If they start accepting you as one of their own, you're on the wrong track, my friends. Okay? because they have left the plane of godliness they have left the realm of goodness they are the servants of the devil in a real in a very real sense of the word and what you don't want is is their accolades you don't want their acceptance if they cancel you you should welcome that just like i did when i was canceled by that brainwashed teacher, and looking at the eyes of my classmates who sat there, fairly expressionless, some with smirks, I knew, I knew with certainty, that what they really felt was envy. They wished they all could go and leave that hellhole behind, and they knew that I would soon be doing just that. In the next segment, we'll, come, we'll go back to the issue of racism and diversity, as I promised. Please don't miss it.
0: AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. As we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. Well, should a news deliver truth and inspire us to reach higher? With blogs, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio. On our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices America Out Loud Talk Radio.
2: Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multi-nutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell.
1: So, uh, perhaps a few of my listeners here, maybe you guys feel that liberal Jews in America are kind of overrepresented in a bunch of the power centers in this country, for example, in the mainstream media, in the academia, in politics, in other words, in elected office, and also in the bureaucracy in the so-called deep state and you know we can all mention quite a few names Jake Tapper from CNN Senators Schumer Feinstein and uh, so many others and maybe you feel that this uh, particular contribution that American Jews are making to uh, the country that saved their grandfathers and great-grandfathers and mothers from destruction in eastern europe from pogro from pogroms and the holocaust perhaps they're not returning the favor very well by participating in fact being among the leaders of the liberal, progressive, globalist, communist, neo-Bolshevik destruction of the same constitutional republic that so graciously granted safe haven to their own uh, not-so-recent, sorry, not-so-remote ancestors. And maybe those of you who feel that way have this nagging suspicion that maybe this kind of thought is racist bigoted anti-semitic so i'm here to tell you that uh, you have nothing to worry about i an ashkenazi jew whose family did not live for north america unfortunately in the late ni- in the late 1800s early 1900s because they were kind of what i call the dumb part of jews who chose not to live nevertheless I'm very closely related to those Jews that I'm talking about here and in, 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 in my previous sentence and I feel the same way about them I feel that indeed there is an unfortunate misrep- uh, an unfortunate overrepresentation of Jews in the progressive liberal elites globalist elites in America and that those Jews are doing a horrible disservice to the country that saved their behinds from being destroyed in the old world literally and I don't think that this feeling is in the least racist or anti-semitic it's simply the truth and with this we go into this concept of what is and isn't racist or bigoted Um, And it goes to the core of the use of the concept of racism the use of the charge or the accusation of racism as one of the key arrows in the quiver of agitprop of weaponized propaganda it's used as a cudgel it's used by the progressive left as a cudgel with which to beat down on traditional patriotic Americans. So, let's talk about bigotry and racism, whatever name you want to call it. Does it exist? I mean, is there such a thing? And if it it does exist, then is it a bad thing? so i was a victim of such bigotry in the soviet union growing up because my ukrainian classmates uh... were highly prejudiced against jews and i was very visibly a jew from my uh, appearance to my last name so it was no um, mystery to anyone uh... you know what was my ethnic Um, affiliation and certainly nobody mistook me for Ukrainian even though many generations of my ancestors were born in Ukraine and I never felt that I was Ukrainian either so we agreed I agreed with my (laughs) Ukrainian classmates that they were not like me and I was not like them we had that in common there is a quick litmus test, a quick quiz, a quick um, test that you can test yourself if you ever feel like you may be a bigot, a racist, an anti-Semite, an Islamophobe, you name it. And here's the test, imagine for example that you're about to interview Or be interviewed by a person who from their name and so on you know that they belong to a certain ethnic group or race for example you're going to interview a woman by the name of Malka Goldberg or you're going to be interviewed by Ahmad Salim or your new co-worker's name who you never met is Shania or something like that well here's the question do you have any feelings about that particular individual? do you have some expectations of that particular individual before before you've ever had the chance to meet For example, if you are about to be interviewed by somebody called Goldstein, do you feel like that guy may be, I don't know, more greedy than the next guy? Or if you're going to interview somebody by the name of Ahmad Salim, do you harbor a suspicion that that person may potentially be a radical muslim terrorist if you seriously harbor such thoughts well I have bad news for you you may just be a racist for real a bigot because and that is because racism the real racism not the racism we are falsely accused of is a very emotional specific targeted response from one individual to the next okay so if you have preconceived notions about a certain individual just because you have reason to believe that they belong to a certain ethnic group race Uh, religious affiliation, and so on, then you may have that horrible disease called racism. But that is very different from holding views that could be justified or unjustified, positive or negative, about a certain group of people even when this group of people is indeed a race, an ethnicity, a religion. And the reason that it is completely legitimate and okay and not bigoted to hold such views about groups is because groups are indeed tend factually to act in certain ways, it's just true it's just true Uh, there are reasons which go beyond the scope of this particular episode and which we may or may not come back to in this program which I really don't want to make about Jews but there are reasons why most American Jews are liberal progressives okay there are also reasons why most American Jews are uh, to put it bluntly rich richer than the general population better educated more highly more highly achieving there are reasons for that and those reasons have everything to do with the ethnic or ethno-religious belonging of Jews belonging to that group called Jews so understanding this and and, and and saying hey you know what I don't like progressive policies because I think that they're destroying America and they in fact are very close to finishing the job and utterly destroying America I don't like it one bit because I like America I love America well you know what I, I have very negative feelings about many many Jews not all who are contributing to that destruction of the country I love that is okay to say I feel the same way if you're accused if you're accused of being an anti-Semite for holding such a view ignore it simply ignore it it's a legitimate view you know the talk that blacks are overrepresented in prisons is true and there are reasons for that And it's a big problem. But blacks are also overrepresented in music, in sports, and crucially important parts of American culture like jazz music, which I love, would not have been possible without African Americans. And African Americans made jazz happen. They made rock and roll happen. They contributed they made a, 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 an enormous contribution that only they could make to American culture Jews well first of all you also have very well spoken Jews on the other side of the uh, political divide for example Mark Levine and so on who are staunch American patriots, traditionalists but many Jews also contributed, made vast contributions to American science, medicine, law in the past 100 years. You know, bagels. America would not have bagels without Jews. So you may say, well, forget about bagels. I, just, I don't want the, <laughs> those liberal Jews. I, I give up on bagels. But that's not exactly how it works, right? Because how it works is various races various ethnic groups for various historic reasons get together and they make contributions some positive and often also negative and it's completely okay to say that it's completely okay to say that listen African Americans have made enormous positive contributions to America and also enormous negative ones and that the same thing goes for jewish americans as well that's not a racist thing to say groups of people that are identifiable by some metrics often behave in certain identifiable ways for better and for worse and when you understand that concept you can easily differentiate between rational thought between saying things that are simply and undeniably true and harboring racist views as in just because this individual that I've never met or I just now met for the first time belongs to a certain race ethnicity, religious affiliation, I already have a preconceived notion about them, honestly positive or negative, though most more likely negative well that's racism that's bigotry if you have that try to cure yourself you know being uh, an engineer uh, and how my engineering and scientific career developed i know something about statistics and the one thing that you have to understand about statistics is that whatever metrics they show you about certain populations mean nothing about an individual okay Uh, there is no there is nothing that statistics tells you about one member in a group that is being discussed statistics only tells you about the average of that group and the same thing goes for racism we can attribute certain behaviors again positive or negative to groups of people and that is certainly true and has a place in our analysis of current events historical events and our planning for the future but when it comes to an individual level we should not have any expectations about any particular individual because of his or her belonging to anyone of these groups and that's the difference between racism uh, true racism true racism and being accused falsely of racism and um, an adjacent concept to this is the concept of diversity which we will go into more deeply in the next episode of this program but um, they say they say our Wanna be progressive masters, say that diversity is our strength. But everything about human nature, everything about our understanding of history, and every piece of empirical data that we see tells us exactly the opposite. Human societies function well. When they are not diverse, when there is unity, and, you, and it doesn't have to be obviously 100%, but there is substantial unity of religion, ethnicity, worldview, race. America, when it was less diverse, was far stronger than the diverse America we have today. And the more diverse America becomes, the less strong it will be. Which is exactly why Americans America's enemies are pushing diversity on America. They're using diversity to weaken America, to destroy it. Same thing is true for Europe. Europe, Western Europe for example, was immeasurably more powerful before it became diverse than after. It's just Empirical truth. It's just a fact. And the increased diversity in Western Europe and countries like England, France, and so on is contributing to their destruction. So, listen, this is the end of this program. I want to encourage you to choose to be free. And I'll see you next week.